And now, it's time for Floria. Hi, welcome to Attitude of Altitude, Mindset of Happiness Weekly Podcast. My name is Floria, founder of Recognize Your Potential, and I am thrilled to be here with you, our audience today, and even more so with our special guest, Janice McGinnis, a manager of organizational health at Dalhousie University here in Halifax, Nova Scotia, in Canada. Welcome back, Janice, Thank for part you. two. Thank you, Floria. It's my pleasure. Um, whenever I invite anybody as a guest, I give, I say, you know, book a little bit of extra time. And you've been very gracious and generous with your time. Thank you. Oh, you're very welcome. And I've had so much fun with our first episode, part one, and where we heard so much about uh, some of your journey, personal and within the organization and all your work. So here we are ready for some more. Okay. Excellent. What would you like to know? Well, you have done and do a lot of different uh, things at Dalhousie in terms of that organizational health and the total health and the pillars, the four pillars that you mentioned. Mm -hmm. Uh, what are those four pillars again? So there's the physical health, mm -hmm. mental health, workplace health, and what we call life health, which are things like personal finances and relationships. Okay. So you do a lot of work uh, at Dalhousie and have uh, done various aspects for many years. So I'd like to learn a little bit more what specific things you do so that our audience can also have takeaways, regardless of the size of business organization they have. Right. So um, what's most visible to people who, that work at Dalhousie would be our, our wellness programming. So every, um, every month of the year has a wellness theme associated with it. And that does two things. It helps me sort of uh, have a framework to follow uh, in my planning of what uh, sessions happen when. But it also does a bit of branding for the employees. So they, they start to know which month uh, is going to address mm. which theme. And um, so, for example, February is Move More Month. And uh, so people now have that sense that the, in February the, these are the, the, the topic, that's the topic that will be covered and that the, any initiatives will be um, attached to that, uh, to that theme. And so that helps um, in setting up uh, short-time lunch sessions, uh, longer workshops, maybe half a day, maybe a full day. We try to keep them short just to make them more uh, easily accessible to people because I, we know that time is such uh, a valuable commodity. Um, so uh, that's what's most visible. And so, and we do run a lot of programs, maybe 50 or 60 a year, uh, some, or maybe even more than that, um, uh, depending on the month. But um, 
much of it is done free of charge. So uh, first of all, employees don't pay to participate, but often um, we're using either resources in the community who will come and give talks uh, at no charge, um, or we will uh, use people within the organization who, who know something about a particular topic, and they'll come um, and, and talk about that. So while I do have a budget, uh, and do hire some outside people to do work for us. Uh, it it doesn't have to cost a lot of money, mm-hmm. and I started with very very little budget. Um, so I've I've learned um, how to be resourceful, and so even just within a team, you know, there's got to be somebody who knows a little bit more about something than the others, right? Mm-hmm. And so they can teach themselves. So I think. Um, it doesn't have to be about the size of the budget. It's okay. more about creating opportunities for for conversation and more learning. Okay, very good point. Because oftentimes people think, oh, we don't have a budget. Right. So uh, you don't need to have necessarily a big budget or a budget. Right. But it is opportunities. Yes. Very good points. Yeah. Uh, do you have awards for different uh, departments or recognitions for them? Or? Yes. So um, to, I think it was 2011, uh, we instituted a Healthy Workplace Award. So each year we recognize a department or work group that uh, is is doing some of the things we'd like to see within a healthy workplace, right? Mm-hmm. And so we use actually seven dimensions of wellness. People might not know there are seven, but uh, so... F- Physical health, environmental health, uh, social health, um, I won't even remember them all, Um, spiritual, um, and we actually added workload management most recently just in acknowledgement of the importance of having conversations about uh, the volume of work that people are asked to do or how work gets assigned. Um, So uh, departments nominate themselves and... um, Tell us about the kinds of things that they do in each of those uh, seven dimensions of wellness. And uh, then we have a selection committee that uh, that picks the winner. They get a, a trophy and a framed certificate and uh, some some nice profile to celebrate them. And that it recognizes what they do and makes them feel good. But it also provides an opportunity, uh, an example for others of the kinds of things that are possible. Mm-hmm. And say, well, we could maybe we could try that, or we couldn't do that, but maybe we could do this. So it g- engages people in more conversation of again about possibilities, mm-hmm. um, and ways to to acknowledge that that these things matter within a workplace setting. Yes, very interesting. So, how do you celebrate without bragging? <laughs> <laughs> Me personally. <laughs> Or organization. Oh, well, uh, so we have um, various methods of uh, communicating with people who work there. So we have a daily um, email that goes out. So we put posts in that um, that that profile uh, different workplaces. So even not just the winner, but even those who are nominated, we also profile them. So everybody gets a little nod uh, of appreciation that way. So uh, much of it is done through our email uh, okay. network. We have a healthy Dalhousie blog uh, that we make posts to. We now have a, an annual um, 
uh, awards celebration where uh, awards from across the institution are, are presented. It's called our Legacy Awards. And so that as well has uh, increased the profile of, of a wide range of, uh, of award recipients. So it's a very mm-hmm. nice event, um, and it highlights a lot of the good work that we do at Dal. It's a, a pride-inducing uh, event for sure. How wonderful. And... Um continuously looking at various ways to communicate. Yes. That's one of our biggest challenges is to, is to get people information in a way that, uh, that's manageable and accessible and that, uh, that's timely. Uh, in an institution as large as Dalhousie with almost 4,000 employees, it's, uh, that's the biggest challenge, I think, mm-hmm. is, to, is the flow of information. Yes, and I can see why mm-hmm. um, when you're disseminating information to so many. And um, lessons uh, that didn't work or um, that you want to give, not as a caution, but some ideas to say, you know, you may want to stay away from these things. Well, I think you need to know your environment, know your organization. Um, there are many people around in the marketplace who will try and sell you some program or some offering or some service, and it may seem flashy or uh, appealing in the moment, but you really need to be careful uh, that it fits, that it works, that it will get you the results that you want. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we use the expression flavor of the month, right? So uh, employees uh, will quickly become cynical of, um, of quickly thrown together initiatives that don't seem to be either tied to a need um, or, you know, yeah, or respond, you know, it's responsive in some way that it's, it, it, it or that doesn't have the follow through, right? Okay. So it's a, it's just a quick, a quick shiny thing. Um, so you know it needs to, to be positioned uh, as either responding to something or moving the organization forward. Okay. That the, it's tied to a strategy, perhaps of okay. some sort that that makes sense to people. That it's uh, attached to mm-hmm. a, to a longer view. Very interesting. And how do you keep um, people engaged? Actually, there is a first part question uh, about employee surveys. Yes. And how do you keep the results of the survey? What do you do? And mm-hmm. how do you keep people engaged? Well, that's another. That's yes, another yet another challenge. So we do survey our employees every two years, um, and we've recently. Um, added health questions to our survey okay. in, in, again, in recognition of the importance of health and wellness to the organization. Um, and we have now, uh, you know, in, in those ones we were, you know, again, using something that someone else developed and mm-hmm. trying to make it work in our setting. And so the, the our next survey we are actually developing for ourselves. Ah. And so it's going to do more. Um, to recognize uh, our own needs, our own, you know, characteristics uh, as 
being in a university. And then we'll, you know, we'll we'll get more of the results that a people want to share, and b that we can then act on uh, okay. later. So uh, each of those surveys that I've been involved in, it's provided an incredible opportunity to then meet with leaders and give them their own results for their areas and then be able to talk about what do they want to do. Um, ah. And, uh, you know, so there are things that we do with the institutional results, uh, which is kind of the space that I operate in, but also, you know, supporting leaders within each faculty and department about, you know, here, here's what your people are telling you and uh, making some recommendations perhaps on, on ways forward to make improvements over time. And this is, is always an ongoing work in progress, right? It's not, you're never going to be done. This work is continuous and ongoing and people in the organization change, the needs of the organization change. Um, so we have to be continually checking in uh, and responding and moving forward. Every, Every time, all the time. Okay. Very well put. And um, really good advice. Mm -hmm. Very good advice. Regardless of a three-person organization, yeah. 300, 4,000, mm -hmm. the advice applies. And we can follow the same principles. Yes. Really helpful. I was interested when you mentioned that it's always a journey mm -hmm. and we continue on moving forward. Yes. So that um, parallels with your earlier mention of the personal journey as well. Yes. Yeah, it's been, uh, pers you know, persistence and patience and curiosity, I think, uh, have have gone a long way to help me both personally and professionally. I'm I'm interested in better understanding myself and mm -hmm. interested in better understanding uh, others and uh, the organization as a as a system. And um, so personally, I've uh, I've made a lot of strides in um, my own self awareness about my reactions to things. Uh, how how I react, how I respond, how I speak, how I, you know there was a I went to a workshop many years ago um, that uh, that talked that helped me see that I had a valuable perspective. Mm -hmm. And again, I it's not something I was taught as a child. Um, so you know the be able to, the ability to speak with confidence about your about what you can bring. Uh, to any situation is again uh, is is a gift and a and a skill, and so um, I'll share another uh, story um, that I again I've used many many times in many uh, settings. Is my husband many years ago uh, um, would be known to use this phrase? He would say, "This isn't cooked." And so I always get a reaction when I when I say that, especially to a group of women. And um, w the thing was, when he would say this isn't cooked, uh, what I heard him say was that you're a bad cook. Mm -hmm. And if that's what he's saying, then that must mean I'm a bad wife. 
And if I'm a bad wife, I must be a bad person. Mm. So these very quickly, these are the insecurities that would wow. come come yes. like instantly to my mind. And it took me a long time to figure out um, that that's what was going on because these are often fairly automatic thoughts that yes. come to our minds. And so for years I thought I was married to a jerk because in my mind he was hurting my feelings. Mm-hmm. And so it took a, a long time to, to determine that I was actually having my feelings hurt. He wasn't directly hurting my feelings. Mm-hmm. So I had to acknowledge my contribution to that. So he was, he was saying a phrase. He was three words strung together, and I did all the rest of it, yes. right? I interpreted that mm-hmm. as a criticism, and, and, and as a result of that, my feelings were hurt. Okay, so it took a long time to own that for myself. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, of course, we do all day, every day. Things, yes. things are said and done, and we interpret them. Mm-hmm. And so the journey, part of the journey for me, again, has been um, sort of from a mindfulness perspective, is, is uh, in the moment, what am I doing right now? What am I thinking right now? Mm-hmm. How am I reacting right now? And, and owning that as my own. (laughs) Um, And again, not doing the blame and judgment thing uh, for the other person, but to own that that's my interpretation of what just happened. And uh, working to balance my my thinking out again. So all he said was, this isn't cooked. And I did all the rest of it myself. All the rest of it. Yeah. The judgment. Yes. And the hurt. And the hurt. Yeah. So now you know what he does? Because <laughs> I shared this with him. Mm-hmm. Of course, it was never his intention to hurt yes. my feelings. He was talking about the steak, right? So, you know, and I wasn't at all talking about the steak. For me, I turned it into something yes. very personal. And uh, so I shared this with him. And now what he'll say is something like, the next time you make this, could you cook mine a little bit longer? Mm-hmm. So for me, that's not a criticism. That's a request. Yes. Right? <laughs> and I can do requests. How well put. Yeah. Because for him, it's the same. It's the same outcome, right? He yes. wants. He wants the same outcome. Yeah. He wants. He his wants his food st- a little bit. His <laughs> steak yes. more cooked. That's yeah. all. But actually, what he doesn't want is a wife whose hurt, whose feelings have been hurt and who can't articulate that to him yes. right which is where we used to be mm-hmm. and now 30 years later we are mm-hmm. in a much different spot where i have the ability to say what's going on for me and he is much more likely to say i don't want you to think i'm criticizing <laughs> right so he understands now how it all hangs together and he cares enough about me to make adjustments which i yes. very very much treasure yes and you have you care enough to own up your own emotions and feelings yes. and thoughts rather than blaming him. Right. Because we do generate our own emotions. Yes. We tend to give that power to others, but it's not theirs. It's ours. So if I'm hurt or angry, that's, that's my own. I've generated that myself. Mm-hmm. So it's then therefore mine to deal with and process and turn around. Others can't do that for me. No. No. Very well put. Mm-hmm. 
I love that story, Janice. <laughs> I've got a lot of mileage out of that story. And every day I, I tell it, I go home and I tell my husband. I said, I told the story today. <laughs> uh, over and over and over again. It seems to resonate with people as an illustration of, of what we do internally. Yes. But yet we make it seem like an external experience. Yes. Right? That's right. Yeah. Because when we make it our own, then means we are we need to take responsibility yes that's but when not it comfortable is external, either right hey i'm no i'm not to be blamed that's right it's his I could fault not possibly hurt myself like this <laughs> right <laughs> i like myself so i could possibly not hurt myself yes. like this yeah so that again has been a day after day after day that's the work it takes years and years to to turn around yeah. that's but right. it's worth it it's worth it to put in the effort and the time. Why is it worth it? Oh, my gosh. Just a sense of uh, knowing oneself and uh, being um, in charge of your own experience. Uh, it's very powerful to, to, own, uh, to own your experience and not give it up to others. So um, it, it builds confidence and... Um, Sort of a ground groundedness, if you will. I say, okay, I I I know what what just happened. I I I know what's happening right now, mm-hmm. and and I can and I have some say in how I handle that and the extent to which it impacts me. Very well put. So being more self-aware. Yes. Taking responsibility for our emotions. Yes. Less blaming, more learning. Yes. <laughs> and there's plenty of opportunity because every day, all day, these are the kinds of things that we're, we're interacting with our environment, right? And they, we can't control what comes at us is the other thing I say. But the extent to which it impacts us is within our power. So how is more self, being more self-aware helping us, helping you or can help any one of us be and feel more confident? Well, when I know what my triggers are, Mm -hmm. I can uh, either anticipate um, situations and try to, you know, um, prepare for Mm -hmm. that, uh, or I can more quickly recognize what's happening for me in the moment. So I, I know better now sort of the sensations that happen in my body and the uh, thoughts that come to my mind. Mm-hmm. And I can say, oh, there, there it is again, um, because you start to recognize the patterns um, that, you know, I have the same insecurities I've always had because I think those are generated when we're very young. Yes. Um, so I, I can't um, eliminate those, but I don't have to be driven by them. Okay. I, can, I can recognize, oh, there's that thought again. And I, but I can choose not to have it consume me mm-hmm. or to take over the rest of my thinking. I can park it or I can dismiss it or I can shift it or, you know, they're, they're malleable, right? They're, if I can have a thought often that comes unbidden. But I don't have to sit with that. I can yes. I can have 
the next thought and the next thought and the next mm-hmm. thought. And just, and again, keep moving. Keep right? moving. Yeah. Very and decide decide how I want to handle a situation mm-hmm. instead of just be reacting and maybe doing what I've always done. Yes. But choosing how, either beforehand or in the moment, choosing maybe with a deep, deep breath in between how I, how I want to be, how I want to be in that situation, mm-hmm. who I want to be in that situation. Yes, v- exactly. That is really great advice and idea that the way you are sharing it because you are taking responsibility. And I always uh, call that uh, reacting and creating have the exact same letters. <laughs> yes. Very different experience, though. That's right. Yes. In the reacting, the C is in the middle yeah. and it's caught in the middle. Yes. It's jumping up and down yeah. and it's not making great traction. Right. Whereas in the creating, you take charge. Yes. And it becomes yours. Yeah. That's very good. I like that. I might take that. You can take that. <laughs> The good thing about having fun together in these uh, opportunities is that always learning and saying, oh, there is another perspective Mm -hmm. and that I didn't articulate it in that way, but now I can. Right. And uh, so for you, your job and what you do resonates really well for who you are. Yes, and your journey of personal development. Yeah. And so the work I do for myself, I can now do for others and with others. Okay. And it's, it's a wonderful combination, I think, that I can, I can be myself and I, I'm just doing what I do. It just, mm-hmm. It's much more natural. Yes. Now, what will be interesting is, you know, when the day comes that I leave this role, it will be interesting to see what the next will look like I, I've yes. created this for myself mm-hmm. um, and it'll be next it'll be nice, interesting to see uh, you know what someone else would do with a similar role yes right? and I don't have it all figured out I've just <laughs> figured it out for me <laughs> and for had now. some success for now right with the current arrangement this is yes. what works for me and yes uh, I've had some successes but uh, you know it's it's always ongoing there'll be a new a new phase a new chapter Mm-hmm. And it's, you know, for me, for the organization, you know, life just carries on. Right? Yes. Yeah. And you're right that it keeps on going and you figured it out until now. Right. And I always say, even with these podcasts, <laughs> that just because I'm doing the podcast doesn't mean I know it all <laughs> or I have all the answers. Right. As you just observed this morning. <laughs> And I was asking, I said, oh, you know, where does this one go? (laughs) And uh, I've made number of times I've been here and I've actually recorded or thought I recorded, but it didn't really record. And the right button wasn't pushed or something like that. So it's all a journey. Right. And continuously learning. Anything else that you would like to share in terms of any uh, summation of the things that you would advise or ideas, suggestions you might like to share? 
Well, for me, it it always comes back to energy. You know, you know what feels right, mm -hmm. and you know what gets your juices flowing in a positive way. And so, I think that's that's your heart telling you what you need to be focusing on. Okay. Right? So do more of that. Do find more a, of following. Find out what that is, mm -hmm. and and do more of that. And maybe it means a new job, but I don't necessarily. I'm not saying that that's what it is. But even, you know, just do well where you are with what you've got. Yes, you know? very well put. Yeah. Um, and uh, with, you know, about my work on gratitude mm -hmm. at work, and you were kind enough and on the leading edge to invite me a couple of years ago to yes. do a workshop on that. And... Um, First, appreciate where you are right. before running away. <laughs> yes. And then you will f see where things are. Yeah. And where you want them to be. And clarity will um, be, uh, you will be more experienced, more clarity. Yes. As a result of that. Because mm -hmm. it's difficult to be blaming everyone else and have that clarity. Right. Yeah. That's not a good use of energy. No, it isn't. And following your gut and your intuition. Mm -hmm. I love that. Yeah. You know, I love energy. <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> and that's why you and I have always had so much fun because we are like-minded and we, cannot, we can talk together and see each other for a few months and then for a couple of years not see each other and come back and pick up exactly Makes where sense. we left off. That's right. It just works. Yes, yeah. it does. Yeah. Uh, Janice, I really, really thank you so much for taking the time to come in this morning, give your valuable time to share your experiences, your expertise, your uh, learning points and also um, your passion, yes. your stories, which I know I have thoroughly enjoyed, had <laughs> so much fun this morning. Good. Who knew Thank Thursday you. morning would yeah, be so exactly. much fun? <laughs> and um, I know our audiences have a lot that they can pick on regardless of where they are mm -hmm. uh, or uh, what organization, uh, what business, what job, uh, what career, and what level of leadership. Right. Regardless, there is plenty of nuggets for <laughs> everyone. Uh, once again, I encourage our audiences to uh, share your um ideas, suggestions, questions, comments, and gifts of feedback, you can reach me at my personal email, floria at recognizeyourpotential.com. You can also reach me through my social media at Floria Transforms on LinkedIn, on uh, Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram, any of those. And we are going to do a short segment on video uh, on for YouTube. So uh, look forward to hearing from you. And until next week, have a fabulous day. Uh, practice mindset of happiness.
taking charge of your life and attitude of altitude and have a wonderful Wednesday. Please go to www.recognizeyourpotential.com for more information about Floria. Floria would love to hear from you.